We are live. We're at the Wisconsin State Fair. Day one. Day one. God, I love the fair. I love seeing everybody. Uh, hi to Mark and his wife, uh, Kathy. Uh, Kathy's awesome. She owns a boutique out in uh, Lake Country. And uh, it's all, they're great people. They brought their son, Jake, over to say hello. Uh, and Matt and his girlfriend. I don't got it. It's terrible. I get introduced to people, and I don't remember their names right away. But uh, Matt came over with his girlfriend and said hello. They listen every day in Sheboygan. And uh, Chris, I, I just saw Chris. I was walking past him when I was coming back from the bathroom a little while ago and didn't get a chance to say hi. And uh, him and his mom and uh, a couple of their friends are here and uh, wanted to say hi to them. Uh, he came by and said hello as well. And they listen every day in Green Bay. Uh, so, in, uh, as a matter of fact, his mom listens. Now, she lives actually down in Fox Valley, down in Appleton. And uh, she listens every day as well. But uh, hi to everybody. Thanks to, thanks for coming by too, man. Good stuff. Always fun. Always great to, to talk to everybody and see everybody here at the Wisconsin State Fair. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. to hit us up? Feel free. We'd love to hear from you. Talking a little Packers football. Got some Brewers baseball. Uh, hell, we can talk some Badger football as well. And uh, the Badgers... Uh, obviously uh, practicing down in Platteville right now, getting ready for their season. Uh, so, uh, And we're going to hear from Mike Clements coming up here in a little bit. Coming up here about an hour from now, Sherry Black, the executive director of the Wisconsin State Fair, is uh, is going to be here. We'll talk with her uh, about this fair and what's new this year. And any concern? I saw there was a lot of concerns. Uh, and we, we went through this back when Kathleen O'Leary was here. And they had that uh, ride that uh, broke and uh, some people were injured. I think a, a person got killed over in Columbus, Ohio, not that long ago. And we talked to them about the safety measures and standards that the Wisconsin State Fair here uses. So, and we'll get into that discussion as well, just to kind of give you a little peace of mind if you're coming to the fair. And then uh, about an hour and 25 minutes from now, we're going to talk with Peter Bukowski of the Locked On Packers podcast. And Peter's going to join us here as well. So we got all of that upcoming. Um, this is from Sally. Sally said, uh, hey, great to see you at the uh, Wisconsin State Fair. Uh, my husband and I are going to be down there in about an hour. Will you still be there? Uh, yeah, unless I quit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be here. So if you want to come by, Sally, come on by. Always good uh, Always good to see everybody. Uh, this is from Jesse. Jesse says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, I like the wide receiving position that the Packers have right now, but I really think the difference maker is going to be the tight ends. Do you see the tight ends getting more progressive than the wide receiving core with Jordan Love? Boy, Jesse, that's a great question. Uh, now, when you talk about more progressive, and, and, I, and I hate to do this and, and try to get it, you to qualify this, but when you say more progressive, are you talking about Luke Musgrave and uh, Tucker Craft becoming better quicker than, say, Jaden Reed or better quicker than what the second-year you know, version of Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and Samari Torre are? Um, I think what you're hoping for, and I've talked about this when it comes to the tight end position, what you're hoping for, what you're hoping for is that they become serviceable in their first year. And they don't need to be big touchdown machines and George Kittle. It's great if they develop into that. But I think what you want out of your tight end position this year is very sure blockers. And that's first and foremost because the one thing you don't want to do is miss an assignment and get your quarterback killed. That's number one. Number two Move the chains. Move the chains. Drag some people across the middle with you. Okay? If you make a couple of catches, if you move the chains, if you become the the safety valve target for Jordan Love, 
and you start to drag a linebacker or drag a, a safety who's come up uh, or, you know, drag an outside linebacker with you. If you start to drag guys with you across the defense to where you start to leave holes open in the defense because of the, the, the tight end play, that's what Jermichael Finley was good at. He may not be involved all the time, but Jermichael Finley was somebody you had to account for because of the size and speed that he had. And that's probably really the last time you had that good quality tight end. Who, because it, and it's a shame, too, that Jermichael Finley's career came to an end because of the neck injury because he just started coming into his own when he ended up going down. He was having his best season when he went down with a neck injury. But what you, that, what, that's what you want, to me anyway, first year out of, the, uh, out of the tight end position. Just start dragging guys. Just start being consistent and dragging guys across from you. That, that would be it. That would be it. Other than that, I, I'm not looking for anything overwhelming. If you get it, that's awesome. But you've got two things in play here. One is both of your tight ends are rookies. They're good, but they're rookies. They're young. You know what I mean? Secondly, secondly, uh, you also have to remember the quarterback they're playing with is technically a first-year starting quarterback. Even though he's been in the system and he's got knowledge and seen film and blah, 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 whatever. He, he, he's never won in the NFL, and this is his first time fully under center. So he's going to have head on a swivel, decision-making that's probably going to be quicker than the comfort level that he should be in at this point in time. So I, I'm not looking for it to be unbelievably fluid to start off the season. Hopefully it grows and progresses, and they all grow and progress together, much like Christian Watson said the other day when you heard the interview. But I'm not looking for anything that's going to be dramatic out of that tight end position just yet. Great question, though. Great question. Um, this is from Jason. It says, Big Unit just looked. They're showing us with $11 million in cap space. Does that jive with what you know? Um, yeah, pretty much, because remember, you had to pay uh, pay out uh, the Aaron Rodgers portion of that. And we had said it was going to be between 10 and 15, maybe 16 million bucks. So 11, that's kind of in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but that sounds about right. I thought maybe they'd have a little bit more, maybe a couple million more. But, yeah, didn't think they'd have much more than that. It wasn't like they were all of us. Now, if they do another deal and they expedite some money or something like that, certainly. But uh, now I don't know if you're looking at over the cap or if you're looking for uh, or wh- what what site specifically you're looking at or maybe Sport Track uh, or something like that. But uh, when it comes to the Packers and uh, what they have right now, yeah, I can see. Uh, um, I mean, if you go by what Sport Track has, Sport Track has them sitting right now with uh, cap space at. Uh, $12,567,000. So they actually have them at 12.56. But, yeah, right in there. It's kind of what we figured. And your you know, your largest cap hit this year is what? David Bakhtiari, making 21. After that, it's Kenny Clark, then Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, 8.19. And you got to figure Aaron Jones. I mean, when as the uh, – the running back market average starts to go up. It's up around 11 right now for some of the higher-paid running backs. you got to figure he's going to be in line for a, a – a, depending on what kind of season he has, he's going to be in line for kind of a pay raise. Elton Jenkins, uh, 
There's Preston Smith at 6.3. Then Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas. After that, I mean, you got to remember, Jordan Love's only making – Jordan Love is making 1.94% of the team's total salary this year. You talk about a change from what it's been, 1.94%. And if by chance, if by chance he turns out to be really good, you know, if he turns out to be really good, then, man, you are set up for the next couple of years. You just you just start to salivate, you know. You really do. Now, I, when you look into the uh, 2024 salary cap, the estimated space then, I mean, obviously you're probably going to get rid of David Bakhtiari, and you would assume, and then the dead cap hit would be $19 million, but you would gain $21 million back. You know, they probably redo some of that Kenny Clark contract because he's due to make $27 million next year. They're going to redo that. Jair Alexander is due to make 24 next year. They're going to redo that. And then Aaron Jones is due to make 17, but the dead cap hit on him would be 12. So they'd actually, in essence, if they cut him, would make $5 million. But I know he wants to remain a Green Bay Packer. I mean, this is getting far, far down the road. We're not even at 2023 yet. But, but with David Bakhtiari – Reworking Kenny Clark, reworking Jair, and uh, even the possibility of, say, like a Preston Smith or an Elton Jenkins. My God, you could be talking next year at 20, 20, uh, 32. You're almost, you could be almost 40 million under the cap going into next year with some of the cuts and reworks. And I haven't even gotten into all of it yet right now, but but that's, that's going into 2024. I mean, right now, if you look at it, you go, holy crap, they only have $3 million available. But that's not going to be the way it is. And David Bakhtiari's cap hit uh, next year is $40.4 million. No way in hell they're going to do that. That's why you kind of get the sense that this is going to be the last year for David Bakhtiari. Unfortunately, uh, because you kind of just think that he's just going to be solid. The parade is now going by. The parade is going by. You got a marching band and brass right out in front of us here going past. So there you go. You get a little bit of that flavor as well. Uh, George says, hey, Bill, is Kenny Clark a flop? Oh, my God, no. Kenny Clark's been a pro bowler. No, he's been stout in the middle. He's not a, you know, I mean, no down lineman, no defensive lineman is – uh, a, a big blaster on every play. Kenny Clark has been extremely solid. Kenny Clark has been so, I mean, I'll be honest with you. The first time, this this was my first meeting with Kenny Clark. I was at uh, training camp. And all the defensive linemen came out of uh, the uh, the Hinkle Fieldhouse, okay? And, I'm want, and he was standing next to Mike Daniels. And Mike Daniels is a big, robust dude, man, at the time. Huge chest, big arms, okay? Just cut. And Kenny Clark comes out and stands next to him. And Kenny's a little chunky, big arms, big, strong arms, really, really thick waist, legs, stout is what you would call Kenny Clark. But he's a good three, four inches shorter than Mike Daniels, okay? 
Now, this is all the defensive linemen that are all standing together. And I look at Kenny Clark, and I'm like, and even B.J. Raji in comparison. I'm like, there's no way. This guy ain't going to make it. Ain't going to happen. And then I realized that Kenny Clark had this low center of gravity, and he had this ability to kind of submarine guys across from him and do it well. But he had such a low center of gravity and such a strong level of leverage because of how strong his legs were and how quick his feet were. I, I, I never thought Kenny Clark would amount to what he is. And he has been, he has well exceeded my expectations. So to ask the question, do I consider him a flop? Oh, my God, no. Not at all. As a matter of fact, it was the opposite. It's the opposite. I think he's been, I think he has excelled. He's blown away my expectations. He's been a pro bowler. He's a consummate professional. He's uh, a quality guy. I mean, you, you know, (laughs) David said he has Kenny Clark confused with Marsha Clark. (laughs) That's beautiful. Yeah, no, Kenny Clark has been everything you could have asked for, without a doubt. Been solid. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. Hey, we got to say thanks to a couple of our sponsors, one being Veterans America. Call my buddy James Mercado, who uh, does nothing but help veterans and military members and their families. Uh, when it comes to owning the land you defend, they want to put you in your home at your price and get you qualified, pre-qualified. They want to get you your loan. They want to get you all the things that you fought so hard for. Call them, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. Also, we got to say thanks to our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, Cunis Automotive and Cunis RV. Cunis Automotive for the truck that we use almost on the daily, helping out all of the different causes we do and uh, our Fisher House stuff, but also uh, for the RV that we are taking out to Sturgis and all the travels we do throughout the state of Wisconsin. And also uh, for a bunch of the uh, charitable stuff that we do when it comes to Fisher House, Wisconsin. So thanks to our friends at Cunis, both automotive and RV. Go to uh, shop, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com, and uh, see everything that they have to offer. And they offer great warranties. They offer great deals, great financing. Shopcunis, K-U-N-E-S.com. Go to shopcunis.com. We are live at the Wisconsin State Fair. Stay tuned. we got a lot more right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I'm coming. Hi, Mark Tauscher. Boy, you just never know when or where you're going to pop up. This time, it's my house. Can I come in? You're already standing in my living room. Ah, Tausch, you have mosquitoes in here. Oh, yeah. It's like an insect zoo right now at my house. Heads up, here comes that wasp again. Incoming. Shoo! You need Pella's 250 series of windows with exclusive hidden screens. They fit inside the actual window and protect you from nature. Okay, now that's just brilliant. Yes, please. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin to the rescue. You got anything to drink around here? Yeah, just go right ahead and make yourself at home, I guess. Ooh, root beer. 
Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, bundle and save. Get a 250 series patio door and eight double hung windows with hidden screens for as low as $188 per month. Visit PellaWI.com today. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 831.23. Out of the uh, Wisconsin State Fair today, and then we start to head towards uh, Sturgis, South Dakota, and we're looking forward to it. And one of the uh, terrific sponsors that is uh, bringing us out there is a company called Sound Art USA. You can find them on Main Street, right there in uh, Big Al's Swap Shop, and we're going to be out there. But they also have a uh, their permanent location, which is in Phoenix, Arizona. But they take orders from all over the world. And a sound art USA is really cool in the sense, and I've told you this before, which whatever picture it is you have that you absolutely love, you can send it to them, and they can turn it around in about four or five days, and it'll be on a canvas print, whatever size you want. And it's a speaker. It's a Bluetooth speaker, and these things are amazing. We'll probably do something when we're out there uh, on Facebook Live, but they're amazing. And if you've never seen them, I actually reposted. If you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you'll see it. My buddy Steve is the owner of the company. Uh, but they were here at the Wisconsin State Fair a few years ago uh, and uh, sold a ton of these things. But people love them. And when you walk into a room and you cannot – there's music playing and you can't tell where it's coming from, It's it, but it's as clear as clear gets. It, they're really, really neat. So go to soundartusa.com. And whether it's, uh, you know, one of your, you know, prize bucks that you've got a picture with when you were up north and uh, you shot it, or maybe uh, the fish that you pulled out of Lake Winnebago, or maybe just a great weekend on a motorcycle or a new home you just bought, or all the kids heading off to school for the very first time, whatever it is, send it to them and they'll turn it around and turn it into a beautiful print. And in addition to that, you'll have the speakers in the background, which is just so cool. Again, Sound Art USA. That is soundartusa.com, soundartusa.com. This is from uh, Chris, and Chris says, I have a lot of doubts about the Packers team this year. I don't believe the defense is going to be as good as everybody's predicting, and I don't think the offense is going to be as good either. I'm saying seven wins. All this optimism always, uh, always tends to ebb and flow at the beginning of training camp because we all are hopeful that the Packers can play extremely well, but I just don't see it. This team still has too many holes to fill. Um, uh, let, let's start with your statement about holes on offense and defense won't play that well and, and such. Okay. You can say you can say the secondary is a question mark in some spots. The loss of Adrian Amos, the fact that you had Darnell Savage Jr. was kind of in the doghouse at the beginning of the year last year and found his way into it and then found his way out of it, actually, after the fact, uh, and then came back and played pretty well. Um, you can say that there's some holes there. I'll agree with that. Uh, up front, I think the only question you have is, is Quay Walker and Devontae White, are they going to take that jump? Do they make that that sophomore leap, if you will? Uh, and then is T.J. Slayton going to be fortifiable, or are they going to have to go deeper into that uh, defensive front? But really, you need five guys. You really want five guys to fortify that defensive front. And I understand 
pass rush. Wasn't great with Preston Smith and company last year. You lost Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary's coming back from injury. So is Stokes, part of your secondary. You got a rookie in Lucas Van Ness. You're not quite sure what he's going to bring to the table. And Gabari was a pretty good backup, but maybe he's forced into a starting role because you're waiting for Rashawn Gary to get back. And if Van Ness doesn't pan out, okay. So everything you say, I, I, I can't argue with. If you break it down player by player, personnel by personnel, can't argue with that. Offensively speaking, 100% agree. You don't know how the weapons are going to progress, and Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and Samari Torre. Jaden Reed looks promising, but you don't know. You don't know. And you got Dentavian Wicks, Malik Heath, who's really making a name for himself. Those are the guys. That's six guys right there. There's your six. Now is Bo Melton, does he make this squad? Grant DuBose, Deuce Watts, do do they add the depth to this thing? You know, we know the offensive line for the most part should be pretty solid. They've kind of bounced around some guys at center. They bring in Cole Schneider, James. M- they just brought in James Empey, who uh, from uh, who who was with Tennessee. They brought him in. They've moved guys around. They've even put Zach Tom at center. Are they unhappy with Josh Myers, or are they just looking for the interchangeable bits? The The offensive line seems to be at least the most stable of all of the uh, all of the position groups on this team, right? And I agree with you. When you talk about Musgrave, Tucker Craft, you really haven't gotten a lot out of Josiah DeGuara since he's been drafted. First year banged up. Last year looked okay, but... Really, not, there's nothing to write home about there. There's no, there's no flash or wow out of Josiah DeGuara. The only veteran there is Tyler Davis, right? And you know that you're pretty stable at the running back position, but Aaron Jones is the stability where A.J. Dillon is trying to have a bounce back year of someone, after somewhat of a down year last year. So all of your reasoning, I, I can't argue with. And, oh, by the way, your special teams just aren't that good. You know, they're just they're just not that good. Pack fan says, aren't three positions on the offensive line up for grabs? Uh, I think your left guard, I think your right guard, and your left tackle are all pretty solidified. I think the only question would be possibly uh, the right tackle and center. And even though, I mean, even then, Josh Myers has been your center. So, I, you know, I, I wouldn't even consider center. John Runyon's your right guard. Nobody's unseating him. He's been really solid since day one. I think Runyon is, is, is your right guard. I just think there might not even be a question right now with with the Packers as far as the starters. I think what they really do like, um, Myers has had his consistency inconsistencies at times, but I think that they – I think they know if they had to start today that they had solidification on the offensive line. I don't think it's, say, up for grabs. I think what they're doing is tinkering to see if they can get better or see if somebody would stand out better. But I think the only, you know, and it wasn't until they brought in Empey from Tennessee that you really kind of looked at the center position and went, whoa, maybe they're unhappy. And they moved Zach Tom over there. 
And Zach Tom, I, you know, and then here's the other question. Is Sean Ryan, that third-round draft choice, is Sean Ryan going to step up and prove anything? You know? That's that's the other thing. Is Sean Ryan going to do something? So I think the offensive line, as much as we can say maybe they're up for grabs, and Pac-Fan, you may be right. But I think that's probably the most solid group that has been there, done that, and it has enough starts under their belt that we don't worry too much about them. You know? I don't think we're worrying. I mean, we, we know what Josh Myers is. We know what John Runyon is. We know what Josh Nyman is. We know what Zach Tom is. Right? Can they get better? Certainly. They can always get better. But – I think as far as your solid group goes, I think that if they had to start today, they would know who their five starters up front would be. They know who their starting running backs are. They know who their starting quarterback is. They probably know two-thirds of the starting defensive front right here, right now. I think there's other areas that are up for grabs. So, I'm good. Zach, and the other thing that, and going back to that, and I started to mention this, and I don't know if I ventured down that path or not as I was sitting here talking about it, but they, they love versatility. They love moving guys around just to see and to know that, hey, in a pinch, this guy can do this, this guy can play center, this guy can play tackle, this guy can play guard. We can move them around. They love versatility, and they might just be giving guys looks at these different positions just in case they do need to, you know, they get ravaged by injury. They know who can do what. I mean, you know David Bakhtiari is a a left tackle, period, end of story. You know Elton Jenkins can bounce a little, but he's better at that left guard position, right? You know that. So I think, you know, with a guy like Zach Tom, who may be a little undersized for tackle, but really strong when it comes to guard, even center. And he has, I believe he's played some center in his career. So I think they're just making sure for versatility's sake that they've got some of these guys at least getting them some reps and some looks just in case they should ever need them there, you know? So 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up again, 877-867-1670. Uh, we should be at some point here uh, chatting with our guy Mike Clemens, uh, hopefully here in the next uh, half hour. For a couple of minutes, we got Sherry Black, who is the executive director of the Wisconsin State Fair, joining us in less than a half an hour. We also got Peter Bukowski of the Lockdown Packers podcast coming up in an hour from now. So we still have a lot to go. We are broadcasting live at the Wisconsin State Fair inside the Goose Island Ale House here at the Bud Pavilion. And uh, remember, they have the special keg tappings every day here at the Goose Island Ale House at 3 o'clock. And it's 7 o'clock, so if you're going to come out here, you want to get in line a little early to make sure you get some of it because it tends to go really quick. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. we got a lot more to get to this portion of the Bill Michael Show. Brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Master Z's. Master Z's on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Still a plenty of outdoor season to go, whether it's patio furniture, umbrellas, pool tables. They have for the inside. they got shuffleboards for the inside. Uh, fire pits, both gas and wood for the outside. They've got grills and accessories for the outside. So much, so much on both sides. And uh, what their motto is, see it today, have it tomorrow. 
Call them right now, 262-746-5931 for all the in-store details and specials. 262-746-5931. That's uh, Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. See it today. Get it tomorrow. High-quality stuff. People come from all over to get it. Make sure you tell them we sent you. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Buckle up. It's all systems go at Pottawatomi. Plug in to high wattage play and you could win an all-electric BMW i7. Play now through September with your club card. Prize drawings on Thursdays. There's a shocking $800,000 in total prizes on the line, including the luxury BMW i7. It's time to electrify your drive. Only at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel. More info at paysbig.com slash BMW. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Here at the, uh, the Wisconsin State Fair and loving it today as uh, this fair gets underway and it's getting more and more crowded, more and more people here. The Bud Pavilion uh, getting more and more crowded. Same thing with the Goose Island Ale House. By the way, and uh, one of the questions I had when uh, we had the uh, screen up just uh, a little while ago as uh, you look through uh, well, where I'm at, you can see off uh, in the front of me, but uh, you've got a, a TV. Yes, they are turned to the four-letter network, but when uh, Brewers games are on and uh, Packers are taking on Cincinnati next Friday night, family night coming up this Friday night, tomorrow night, uh, yes, they have big screens inside the Bud Pavilion. They have big screens here inside the Goose Island Ale House. And uh, it is uh, fans are going and such, so it's comfortable in here. You're out of the sun. Great place to come and have a beverage and watch the games and enjoy yourself. So, uh, yes, they do have it. Um, Jason uh, says, hey, Big Unit, maybe you could ask Peter about uh, the Play Callers series. It's pretty good stuff on the guys in Shanahan, McVeigh, Tree. Um, Okay. We'll do that. You know, I'm anxious to see that. uh, I've not yet had a chance to take a look at it, but I'm anxious to see that, the Play Callers series. That's part of what uh, Peyton Manning's doing. And I, I'm, I got to think that's going to be fascinating. Especially with a, a quarterback kind of bringing that perspective uh, via Peyton Manning. I, I, I really do. I got to think that's, that's going to be fascinating. Hey, by the way, um, Austin, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, we have not seen the first version of Hard Knocks yet, have we? No, the first episode is next Tuesday, I believe. Next Tuesday night, okay. Got to pay it. Uh, I got. I got to pay attention to that. Next Tuesday night. Um. Oh, the play. No. What? What is the? Uh, he said the play callers is a podcast done by the Athletic. No. What is the Peyton Manning show that he was in Green Bay doing part of the documentary or part of the uh, the thing on? Uh, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, thank you very much. Quarterbacks, not play callers. Mixed them up. Yeah, Peyton Manning's doing a thing on quarterbacks with his uh, Omaha production company. So, yeah, that I'd be really interested to watch, without a doubt. Uh, This one's from uh, Jake. 
Nope, Jake already did that. I'm sorry, Jacob. We've already kind of gone over that. This one, got another one here. This is our buddy Steve, and uh, Steve says, "Hey, Bill, uh, I saw some articles that the Packers are in position to get more from the Jets in, in the Rodgers trade due to the restructured contract. What may they get?" I got to look at the deals, the the details of that. Right now, I just know it's the first round draft choice. That that that's what I know. I have to take a look at all of the details. Um, I I don't I don't know the details of that contract. Um, uh, Austin, do you know what if the Packers get additional? Because he decided to restructure that deal? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I would assume we get to freeze up some cap space. Um, maybe. Yeah. Other than that, I don't, I'm don't. i not 100%. I'm not the best with contract details. Yeah. I, I know um, he ended up taking a pay cut. So now instead of making $110 million over the next two seasons, Roger's going to make $75 million. And in that time, he can also make another thirty-seven and a half million in twenty twenty-five. So, in a sense, he took a pay cut of what they say about thirty-five million for the next two years. Now, Rogers talked about the importance of doing that with Peter King. He said, "When it when it comes down to it, it was the right thing that made me feel best," which I thought was a rather interesting comment because we're looking at everything in the microcosm of the Green Bay Packers' perspective, and as a Packers fan, knowing what he's done over the last couple of years. And knowing and saying it, basically, look, if you wanted to put other pieces around you, then why'd you take all the damn money? If he kept saying it wasn't about the money, then he goes to New York and says, well, it's not about the money and takes the, takes the in essence, pay cut. So, anyway, uh, he said, in my conversation with Joe, he has made it very clear, the vision for the football team. You probably agree with this this year compared to, like, 2005, the amount of transactions that happen now with guys getting cut. And the amount of trades, uh, way more than before big names move at the trade deadline now. I wanted to make sure that if anybody value came up, we'd be able to get that person. I'm very happy with the contract. I feel great about it. That's according to Rodgers. Rodgers is going to make $36.9 million this year, $35 million in signing bonus, plus a base salary of $1.8. About uh, $38.1 million in 2004. Uh, and the Jets can also exercise the $35 million option for 2025. Rodgers' salary cap for 2023 it's just $8.888 million. And as a friendly reminder, Zach Wilson's cap hit is about 9.6 per over the cap. The Jets have now $16 million in cap space for 2023 and about $16 million in cap space for 2024. It doesn't say anything to me about something additional coming the Green Bay Packers' way, at least. Not that I can see. So, not that I can see. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think the Packers get anything out of this, anything additional. Yeah, that may be all like on the Jets side. I think they figured yeah, it out with the. Tra- I think the Packers figured out their thing with the trade of how much money. Yeah. Be up. I don't think anything else with restructuring on Rodgers. Yeah, I don't think that any of that happens for Green Bay. I think that trade is that trade, and it's already been set in stone, and I don't think anything had to do with any kind of a a contract restructure or less money taken by Aaron Rodgers in any way, shape, or form. I I just, I don't, I don't see that going in that direction. So, anyway, uh, there you have it. Um, Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. 
Going to come back, and uh, we got more to get to. Don't forget, coming up uh, here in just a little bit, Sherry Black, the executive director of the Wisconsin State Fair, is going to be joining us here as well. Coming up in about 45 minutes, we got uh, Peter Bukowski of the Locked On Packers podcast. He is going to be here today. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show live at the Wisconsin State Fair coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I'm coming. Hi, Mark Tauscher. Boy, you just never know when or where you're going to pop up. This time, it's my house. Can I come in? Uh, you're already standing in my living room. Ah, Tausch, you have mosquitoes in here. Oh, yeah. It's like an insect zoo right now at my house. Heads up, here comes that wasp again. Incoming. Shoo! You need Pella's 250 series of windows with exclusive hidden screens. They fit inside the actual window and protect you from nature. Okay, now that's just brilliant. Yes, please. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin to the rescue. You got anything to drink around here? Yeah, just go right ahead and make yourself at home, I guess. Ooh, root beer. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, bundle and save. Get a 250 series patio door and eight double hung windows with hidden screens for as low as $188 per month. Visit PellaWI.com today. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 831-23. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you are with us. It is day one of the Wisconsin State Fair. We are inside the Goose Island Ale House and broadcasting from the Bud Pavilion. Thanks to them for having us. Uh, we have not missed uh, an opener in the Wisconsin State Fair in now 24 years. Since 99, we've been doing it. And uh, good to be here again today. Uh, and as you know, we're out of here this afternoon, and then uh, we'll be back later next weekend. Uh, the Packers are in uh, Cincinnati Next Friday, family night coming up this Friday, and the Brewers have a series beginning at home against Pittsburgh tonight as well. So a lot going on in the area. But to Sherry Black, the executive director of the Wisconsin State Fair, joining us here. How you doing? It's day one. You're all smiles. <laughs> Everything's come off without a hitch, right? Yes, I am doing fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, it's been a great start so far. So what is new at the fair? Let's start there. Okay, so the number one big new event is Cirque at the Fair, which okay. is more of a Cirque du Soleil versus a circus. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't have any animals. It does have some Clydesdales and some ponies, but, you know, those are working right. animals. It's not um, like the performing type. Um, so I feel really good about that, and I'm excited. It's something new. We haven't had a circus here since 2001. We actually expa- expanded our footprint on the south side to make okay. room for this large tent. So excited about that. I'm sure you could see out here in the Central Mall, we have the 1851 steel and stone water feature. That is new. Right. Highlighting Abraham Lincoln's speech here in 1896. That's right. Anna was mentioning that a little while ago, too. Yeah. Yeah, because people came in and said, oh, my God, where'd the fountain go? And we've kind of been here for Wednesday Night Live, so we've seen the construction Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. But when people showed up today and you say, usually, hey, I'll meet you at the fountain, Mm -hmm. everybody knows where the fountain is. Not there anymore, at least not the same type of fountain. Correct. This is just about maybe 50 feet south of where right. the fountain was. So. And then you've got container bars that a uh, percentage of that goes to the foundation. Correct. So you've got a few mixed drinks in the area now, which is nice. Yeah, right in the central mall. I did want to ask you, uh, I know one of the biggest concerns every year is always the safety of Spin City. 
And you guys are a little bit unique because it's not just one contractor that comes in with all their rides. You guys pick and choose, and, and you're very unique in that sense. A few years ago, there was an accident in Ohio. So safety has become a prominent factor at all fairs, not just this one. But you guys really go above and beyond. So I want to talk about that first. Well, I'm glad you asked because Spin City is an area that I oversaw prior to becoming CEO. So I'm very familiar with it. Um, so, yes, you are correct. We're an independent midway, which a similar one would be Minnesota does this as well as mm -hmm. Iowa. Um, there's only a few in the, the nation that do that. But so we act as like the carnival owner. We get to pick who we want to come in. We place everyone. We have the security down there, the inspecting, um, everything. We, we manage it all ourselves. So the state of Wisconsin has to inspect every ride that comes in the state. Mm -hmm. So we had the... Uh, DSPS came out and, and did their inspection while rides were moving in. And then we also have international um, consulting. No, I'm sorry, international leisure consulting. They come out and inspect the rides after the state does. Okay. And now the state leaves because they have other fairs that they have to inspect right. at. But our um, inspector stays here the entire 11 days. They do it every day. Yes. Yeah. So. Each ride owner has to do a self-inspection every day, but our inspectors are out just watching things to see if there's anything of concern. Right. Um, and, of course, if, if anything um, pops up that we want them to look at, they will do that. And our ride inspectors climb inside a lot of the rides to really do that extra step to ensure that everything is okay. Because okay. I know that's uh, – I saw it on the news this morning uh, when I was coming in. I saw a lot of it yesterday. But more so as fares really get going, that seems to be the area now of focus and concern because there have been some accidents. You guys, knock on wood, have never, and you guys – go above and beyond and making sure of safety and security so th that's one of the things that i always wanted to talk about because here you know people get concerned and people start to worry and this is one of the places where you don't you know you can kind of put some of those concerns away because you guys you guys do it extremely well and going above and beyond we do and i will tell you i will be riding the rides that go upside down <laughs> and spin all around and my three okay. children will be riding the rides so Clearly, um, I'm very comfortable and confident in what we are doing. What else uh, are we looking for this year when we come to the fair? Other than the great food and the sporkies and such, and we went over all of that. But, you know, when you come to the fair, what what is there? A, there's a few things that you would say, what are your favorites? Because you, you get access to all of it. So what do you like? Well, I... I grew up here. I showed dairy cattle as a kid. Really? Yes. I started I, I started showing at the county fair when I was nine. So you got an affinity to the barns. Oh, absolutely. And then I started showing here when I was 13 because you had to be 13 to come here mm -hmm. and showed all the way until I was 18, 19. Um, so, yes, Egg Village is really probably where I feel the most at home and have the best memories. Um, so I always want to see that. Um, then, of course, shopping in the expo. I'm a shopper. Right. And, I mean, everything in there that I don't need, but really I do. So right. I make sure I take advantage of that. Um, as I mentioned, the rides, Cream Puff Pavilion, which I'm very excited. I'm not sure if you're aware, but we are doing a, a big renovation project on the Cream Puff. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's going to be ready for the 2025 fair. They celebrate 100 years next year. Okay. So that's exciting um, as well. Exploratory Park, I think, is a little gem that not a lot of people are aware of. That um, area is on the southwest side of the park. There is an oriental garden in there. There is, or I'm sorry, a Japanese garden. There is a pond next to that. Um, we have, there's some fun games over there. DNR has programmed that front building. And in the back building 
is our history exhibit. Okay. So that's just an area you can walk through the park. It, it's a little bit quiet in there. There's some nice shade, so it's comfortable. Yeah. Um, but that's just an area. The master gardeners do a lot of planting, so it's just really nice to walk through there. Um, real quick, because I know we're running up against it, but uh, y over the years, much like Goose Island Ale House here and the special keg tappings that they do, the microbrews have become really popular in the Wisconsin State Fair as well. So a lot of there are some national, but a lot of local brewers are here on the grounds, right? Yes. So um, Benno's has, mm -hmm. I don't, you know what, I should know this number, but I, I have no idea how many. He has so many different types. And the Keg Killer right. t-shirts, those are yeah. like a coveted item by people. They want to take advantage of that. One of the new buildings, or I'm sorry, new vendors is the Sippers Club. Mm -hmm. And there are various cocktails. Okay. Wisconsin um spirits are yeah. being served there so that's new this year kind of exciting right. if you enjoy those and i noticed we were talking about the uh, container bars there's one here and i think there's one on the north end as well correct uh we discussed that where there are some mixed drinks and 30 percent of those proceeds go back into the foundation for improvements and beautification on the grounds the one that is located here in central park that is correct right okay oh, just just this one yeah okay mm -hmm. yeah and uh, so if you want to go there it's it's literally called the charity bar isn't it it is yes yeah I, and so a portion of those proceeds go right back into the grounds you talked about the improvement for the for the pavilion the cream puff pavilion how many cream puffs are you going to sell this year so on average we sell about four hundred thousand a year holy mackerel yeah so hopefully yeah. we'll beat that number right how was uh, by the way the uh, the cream puff 5k it was fantastic so this year was the first year that we had a um costume contest that was sponsored by st vincent de paul okay and we had some really creative costumes it's all on on the foundation's website um but great participation as always and people then come here wednesday night live yeah. is going on and enjoy the music that's the awesome pavilion. great stuff a lot of good music going on right now as a matter of fact day one breathe because uh, by day 11 you're going to want to go home and go to sleep <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sherry great to see you as always thanks so much for coming over okay you too thank you appreciate so much. it there you go we've got another hour yet to go going to talk with mike clemens also peter bukowski locked on packers podcast it's all coming up stay tuned a whole lot more of the bill michael show right after this